there is uh, this, Has this Hasidic story that I, I don't like very much, I confess. <laughs> um, you may have heard it before. I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but quickly. It's the one where there's this man who's poor, and he comes to the rabbi saying, I don't have enough room in my house. And the rabbi tells him to bring his chickens in the house, and then he still doesn't have enough room to bring his goats and bring Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell and whatever it is, bring them all into the house. And then eventually, exacerbated, the rabbi tells the guy to take everything out, and then he learns the lesson that he should be grateful for what he has, right? Um, and as we're in this week of Thanksgiving, I was thinking about how I don't really like that message of gratitude, where it's like, just be okay with what you have, and that's going to make you happy. There's something a bit... Um, I don't know, preachy about it, or like, I don't know, you can tell someone else to be grateful. So I was, I was thinking about gratitude and thanksgiving as I was looking up this week's Parsha, which deals with Yosef, the story of Joseph. And um, it's, a, it's a dark chapter in Joseph's life. He is first sold into slavery. Uh, actually, first he is really kind of abused by his other brothers, uh, then sold into slavery. And then he eventually ends up in jail in Egypt. So it's just really bad thing after bad thing. And I was thinking, would someone tell Joseph, you should just count your blessings? You know, when he's sitting in the Egyptian jail. Not really a, like the message we want to hear when things are hard, right? At least not me. But I was also thinking about what, what Joseph did that no one told him to do, which is he kept doing the thing that was his power. What was his power? Dreams, interpreting dreams. He was a dreamer. Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote a great musical about it, right? There's, there's this whole tradition that develops from him in dream interpretation, and he continues to do it no matter what is going on in his life around him. He's in the pit. He's facing his brothers. He's in jail. He dreams. He still dreams. It occurs to me that perhaps for Joseph, that dreaming was a little bit of resistance, a little bit of claiming who he was no matter what was going on around him. That you can take away a lot of things, but you can't take my dreams. And that got me thinking differently about gratitude. I still don't like that Hasidic story about the rabbi. But I was thinking, if we think of gratitude as our own power, as one of our magical powers that we can have in any moment, even when things are hard, no one can take that from you. It's a way you can be in love and in awe and in appreciation of something outside yourself. You don't have to. I am not going to tell you to fill your house with chickens. But I do want us to consider what gratitude can mean for us in difficult moments. It's easy to be grateful when things are great, right? but what's the place of power you can access in yourself to say, I'm still a full human being even when things are hard, and because of that, I will assert my gratitude. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. So when Rabbi Rodich and I did the, what are we talking about tonight? Let's talk about Joseph. It's the portion, so we're rabbis. We should talk about the portion of the week. Uh, it's interesting, you chose gratitude, I chose humility. And uh, I think humility is something that we struggle with at different parts in our life. And 
before everything that you talked about, Joseph really, he was an arrogant, bratty little brother. Uh, and in fact, he, the dreams that he, his power of interpreting dreams later actually was like his hubris at the beginning. Because he would have these dreams, and it's the kind of dream you'd never want to tell your siblings if you wanted them to ever have anything to do with you. And so his dreams were like, hey, you guys, come here. I had this dream last night, and there were like 11 stars and this huge, bright, glowing planet. And the 11 stars came and like bowed down to the glowing planet. Who do you think that was about? So he had 11 brothers, and uh, here's a feminist quiz. What was his sister's name? Dina. Dina, thank you. There was a sister. There's a whole book about her. You should read it. So he told them this dream, and they're like, look, he's, such, he's so obnoxious. He thinks he's dad's favorite. Uh, I, next night, he's like, you guys, you're not going to believe it. I had this other dream. It was so weird. It was kind of like that, but it was like these 11 sheafs of wheat came, and they were bowing towards me, this huge sheaf of wheat. Uh, I don't know what that was about to you. So this went on and on and on, and I uh, just want to quote um, this week's Parsha, which said, but when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. So it's not just his dreams, but his father treated him better than the other 12 siblings. And he lacked a lot of humility, and I don't think he was very mindful of actually what was going on. And you have to realize that Joseph's story is the longest arc of any story about anybody in the entire Torah. He's a very important character. But I think it's not just his character, but what happens um, because of that lack of humility and that hubris as he gets older. And he figures some stuff out along the way that he's not the center of the universe. And he has a little bit of humility. And I'm actually going to tell, um, I know you don't like that Hasidic story, but I do, since um, Alan Grenitz, our board president, is here, um, I want to tell a story, a very short one, about, um, well, myself and, and you and another rabbi, and let's just say it wasn't us, it was somebody else, but it was the rabbi and the cantor and the board president, it wasn't, it wasn't Alan Grenitz, it was another board president, um, we were all standing in front of the open ark one day, and we were about to do um, the Elenu, and so one of the rabbis just fell down in front and said, I'm nobody, I'm nothing, I'm nobody. And then the cantor went down during the Elenu and said, I'm nobody, I'm nothing. And the board president said, well, okay, got down on his knees and he said, I'm nobody, I'm nothing. And the cantor says to the rabbi, look who thinks he's nobody. <laughs> was not about Alan Grenitz, but it is about humility. And the truth is that I think along the way, Joseph develops from the bratty younger brother who has a lot of arrogance and no mindfulness of the fact that he's totally out of control and that something else is in control. In this story, it's God. And in our own lives, there's a lot of powers. Some of us believe that it is God. Some of us believe there are other things that are going on that we don't have any control over. And that sometimes can give us some humility. And I think that's what Joseph's story spoke to in me was a sense that humility is really important if we want to be able to say we're sorry to people. It's not a weak thing to say you're sorry, it's a strong thing. And if you want to be forgiving or offer forgiveness to someone or be forgiven, it also means that we have to be humble and have humility. And I think that's very important, not just on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but I know that if I just asked you to think of one person who you need to say you're sorry to, maybe there was a rupture in a relationship, maybe they ate more turkey than they were supposed to and you didn't get enough, whatever it was, Think about that person and think about what kind of humility it would take for you to show them that you're actually grateful for them being in your life. Shabbat shalom.